Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
take a top shift Call my girls and put them all on a spaceship Hang one night when you say I'll make you famous Have you ever seen a crowd going eight Get my money fast and go show I did 
Um, I think I did a concert review for the Beyonce concert. Um, I had a blast. Everything went perfect. The show was perfect. So go ahead and check that out if you're a Beyonce fan or you just want to listen to, you know, my little Beyonce concert review. What else has happened since I left you guys? Oh, I became a notary. Remember you guys? I told you guys, uh, you know, I passed the test to become a notary. And uh, so at work, I will be notarizing. So far, I've only notarized once since the last time I've talked to you guys. And it was a little... It's a little nerve-wracking, you know, a little hectic, you know, and tomorrow um, I'll be doing some notarizing, too, at work as well. So, yeah, so I'll be busy with that tomorrow. What else has been going on since the last time? Oh, Halloween. I actually went trick-or-treating, you guys, uh, because you guys know I love Halloween. I apologize for not doing my annual Halloween show. For those of you who are new to my show, Every year, I kind of like do a little Halloween show or something like that, but I got so busy. I'm sorry, you guys, uh, that I didn't get to do one uh, this year. And also in October, you know, celebrated my show's anniversary. I think this is the fifth anniversary or the fourth. Oh, my goodness. Boy, time flies when you're having fun, right? Oh, God. So, yeah, I had a fun time on Halloween at work. Um, we decorated our cubicles, uh, the 80s theme. You know, my little area was 80s theme. So, man, I had everything posted up all over the place at my desk, totally 80s theme. So, yeah, we had a good time. I dressed 80s. What did I wear? Um, at work, what did I wear? I know I wore a uh, I Love the 80s T-shirt, you know, kind of like off the shoulder, uh, with some um, lightning bolt earrings, you know what I'm saying? Come on, it was the 80s, you know what I mean? And, um, oh, I think I wore like a necklace, but I'm trying to see, did I wear a skirt or pants? I can't remember. Oh, I forgot. But anyway, that night when I went trick-or-treating, I changed it up a little bit. Uh, I still dressed 80s, but I wore a black and red Rundy and T-shirt, Run DMC T-shirt, and with a red tutu. Yes, you guys. But I did wear some biking shorts underneath it, okay, (laughs) Uh, with a pair of black wedgies. So, you know, I kind of was a little more sexy at night, you know, than I was on, you know, at work on Halloween. So, yeah, so I had a good time. Um, went uh, Went to a party that night. Um, yeah, so I had a good time on Halloween. Uh, what else have you guys missed? Um, oh, since the last time we talked, um, I got a new phone. <laughs> I, I know that's so stupid I said that right. And I got a new car, y'all. It's like, what? I got a new car. I got a new phone. And, you know, and you know, I'm seeing somebody. What? Lisa, what? So, you know. A lot of new things happening here. And what else? Oh, the voting. You guys, what was so interesting was, you know, I vote and everything like that. But guess what, y'all? When it was my turn to vote, they were like, your name isn't on the register. I was like, what? So I had to do one of those uh, provisional ballots, which I've never had to do in my life. So mm, that was interesting because you know how people – uh, say stuff like, ooh, your votes aren't counted, and usually sometimes I dismiss that stuff. But, you know, since my name wasn't on the ballot, I'm like, hmm, 
Maybe that has a ring of truth to it. I don't know. <laughs> but all I know is my name wasn't on there, so I had to do a provisional ballot, which never had to do before. So anyway, that was pretty interesting. So what else? What else has been going on since the last time? Oh, you guys are probably wondering what kind of car I bought, right? Nothing fancy, you guys. I have a Fiat. Oh, my God. I've been wanting a Fiat for uh, the past few years, but um, I'm the type of person, you know, I don't like car notes, okay? (laughs) But, man, my little old car was like, yeah, I think it's about time. (laughs) So, yeah, so a few weeks ago I purchased a Fiat and all that good stuff, and uh, I love it. You know, it's a small car. I don't recommend a Fiat if you have a big family, okay? But, you know, if it's because me, I'm usually by myself in the car, so a Fiat is perfect for me. And I'm horrible at parking, so, yeah, Fiats are good for me. So, yeah. What else has been going on, you guys, besides the voting, the car? Uh, Oh, the shootings. You guys know all the shootings that have taken place. Synagogues. A shooting, and wasn't there a shooting in Kentucky? Weren't two black people killed um, in Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken? Then we had the shooting out here in California, Thousand Oaks, Uh, California. There uh, was a shooting. What was it, 13 people dead? Damn. Yeah, so it's been, oh, remember the hospital shooting and all that good stuff. So it has uh, been horrible before the holidays. I hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. I did. Hope you guys did, too. Uh, did I cook? No. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys. So, what else? Yeah. So, I think you are updated on my life right now, but I hope you guys are good and you're doing well. And let's get started with the show. Um, oh, disclaimer, before I start my show, on my show, uh what can I say? It's no holds barred, meaning uh, I do not censor anything. However, like I always say, I don't try to go out of my way to offend people, you know, but at the same time, I do like to express my views and my opinions. And sometimes that is in the form of cussing. So if your ears are a little sensitive to cussing, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and uh, every once in a while, I will say the N word. So I'm just letting you guys know you have been warned about that. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and get into the show. I'm not gonna take up too much of your time tonight. Uh, for one, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> you know, doing this and stuff like that. So you know, gotta get back in the swing of things. You know. But woohoo, tomorrow's Friday, and for me it's payday, so I'm like, hey, so I'm very, very happy. So, yeah, and I think starting tomorrow we're going to start, you know, decorating at work, you know, Christmas, whatever, you know. So, yeah, so I stopped off at Big Lots after work and got some things. So I'm so freaking indecisive when I have too many choices. That's my problem. But, oh, I mean, come on, how do you pick Christmas decorations? There's tons of them. How do you narrow it down? But, eh, you know, whatever. So, anyway, you guys, let's start it uh, with the news, and then we'll go into the topics. I only have two topics for tonight, and we're going to go ahead and touch those topics real quick. And then I will let you enjoy the rest of your evening. And remember, you guys, uh, when it comes to the news, 
Um, I don't take the stories in order of importance. You know, like I said, I just surf the Internet. Uh, I see things and I jot it down. So, um, and I and I just, and I don't read the news. You know what I mean, you guys? I don't need to read every single article for you guys. I just hit, you know, bits and pieces of it, and it's up to you guys to do your due diligence and um, look at the stories, the rest of the stories for your damn self, okay, because I am not a journalist. So let's get started. As you guys may or may not know, the SpongeBob creator, Stefan Hillenberg, he died, you guys. He passed away just a few days ago. And he died less than two years after being diagnosed with ALS. And wow, he wasn't even 60. He was 57 years old. And he created SpongeBob back in 1999. And he is survived by his wife and his son and his mother. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being a mom? Ooh, having to bury your child. Wow, they say that's one of the hardest things for a parent to do. So, wow, I can imagine Ooh, what his mom is going through. That's horrible. So, yeah, SpongeBob creator is past. And you know what I was thinking of doing? I was thinking in honor of SpongeBob, I was thinking of decorating my cubicle SpongeBob Christmas. You know what I mean? I don't know. We'll see. Oh, God, we got some more death, y'all. You guys already know about uh, Kim Porter, uh, the girlfriend of, that was former girlfriend of uh, P. Diddy and the mother of his three children. You guys know she passed away at the age of 47, and her service was held in uh, Columbus, Georgia, where she was from. It's like, wow, that was shocking, right? Because she wasn't even 50 years old. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. A lot of people were in attendance at her funeral. Mary J. Blige, Dallas Austin, you guys know him, famous producer. Yolanda Adams, you know her, right? Um Christian singer Faith Evans, uh, and she was laid to rest in a gold coffin. God, dog it, man. Mm, mm, mm. Damn, and Oprah's mama died. Didn't her mom die on Thanksgiving? Yeah, her name was Vernetta Lee, Vernita Lee. Yeah, she died on Thanksgiving. Oof, at the age of 83. Oh, wow. And a private funeral service was held. And it looks like no other details were provided, so I don't know how she passed away or anything like that, but it's like, wow. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, And you guys know we landed on Mars. You guys know that, right? Did you guys see it live? Uh, The space probe landed on Mars. Um, It was, um, you know, at NASA, you know, it was live, you know, so I watched some of that. So, you know, if you're into the space program, you know, you'll be excited to hear about that. What else, you guys? Um, Stormy Daniels, the almost Stormy, right, porn star that said she had a little fling with Donald Trump. And remember her lawyer, you know, he's been getting pretty famous himself. What's his name, Abinetti? Well, when was it? Was it just last week or two weeks ago he was arrested for domestic violence, right, right? And now guess what Stormy is saying? Stormy is saying um, not too good things about him. It looks like she's trying to act as if 
he pushed her into filing a lawsuit against Trump. You understand what I mean? It's like, hmm. And then she allegedly had said that he had started up some um, fundraising stuff online that she really didn't approve of or something like that. But, yeah, she's talking bad about her uh, lawyer and everything. So, hmm, that is interesting. What else? Oh, damn, another death. You guys remember that old show, Little House on the Prairie, right? Well, one of the stars passed away. Her name was Catherine McGregor. Uh, she died. She was 93 years old. Um, I remember her character on Little House on the Prairie. Oh, God, I hated her character. Uh, she was, um, for those of you who are not familiar with, like, you the picture, you're like, what is Little House on the Prairie, right? It was a show that came on from what? It was, it's, it's what, the span of the show was on from, what, the 70s? So the early 80s, I want to say, or something like that. Basically, it was about a frontier family in the 18th century, I guess you would say. Anyway, uh, this particular actress, Catherine McGregor, she played like the town gossiper. You know what I mean? Just, oh, I didn't like her character. But anyway, you know, that had nothing to do with a real person. Anyway, she passed away at the age of 93. Wow. 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 Oh, and y'all know homeboy passed on. Stan Lee, he passed away November the 12th at the age of 95. Damn, I knew for sure he was going to live to be 100, right? It was like, wow. Oh, and his wife just died last year. Damn. For those of you who do not know who Stan Lee is, well, he, co- he co-created some of the greatest superheroes that we have today. He co-created Spider-Man, the X-Men, Iron Man, Thor, the Incredible Hulk, the Fantastic Four, Black Panther, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, and Ant-Man. Can you imagine the money raking in, (laughs) right, from all of that? Whoa. Well, I guess a good thing is that he lived to see Black Panther come to life on the big giant silver screen, right? And he was pleased with the finished product. So, hell, you know, if you got to go out, hey, at least you passed away the year of one of your greatest, you know, comics, so to speak, was put onto the silver screen and was a huge success. So, yeah, at least he went out like that, right? Stanley, wow, wow, wow. You guys uh, heard about Jill Scott, right? Y'all know Jill Scott, singer Jill Scott, getting a little freaky with the microphone. (laughs) Did you hear that story, you guys? Well, hear about it. Maybe you should check her out on YouTube, being on Nasty with the microphone. You know, but she does not give any apologies about it. I was like, okay, Jill. Hey, whatever floats your boat, right? Robert De Niro, you guys heard about him getting a divorce. I think he's been married for about 20 years. But I think they had filed for divorce once before and cut it off. So I don't know if they've had a little stormy little relationship there, you know. And you guys know, God, this was, what, uh, early part of November, former NFL player Ray Carruth was released from prison. I don't know why that scared me. Maybe because this story has been going on for over 20 years. 
Yes, been over 20 years. Um, no, I'm sorry, he wasn't released in November. I think it was released in October, if I'm not mistaken. Well, if you guys are not familiar with the story, uh, Ray Carruth is a former NFL player. And on November the 16th, 1999, in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Sharika Adams, uh, she was a real estate agent. And they had been dating, kind of casually dating, I guess. I don't know what that means. Anyway, she was shot four times uh, by uh, someone hired her. And guess who hired her? Ray Carruth. Why did he hire this gunman to kill her? Uh, Because she became pregnant. Uh, Ray Carruth wanted her to get an abortion, and she said, no way. So, yeah, so she was shot uh, multiple times while she was eight months pregnant, and she was admitted into the hospital. She fell into a coma, and doctors were able to deliver her baby with an emergency cesarean section. Uh, But uh, she passed away a few weeks later, but the baby survived. However, the baby suffered permanent brain damage and cerebral palsy. Uh, as a result of a lack of oxygen for over an hour before he was born. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the little boy is, um, how old is he now? Isn't he, he's 18 or 19 now, you know? And it seemed like Ray Caruth always said, oh, when I get out, I want a relationship with him or something like that. It's like, wait, boy, bye, right? (laughs) Give me a break here. Roy Clark, you guys, passed on. He was 85. Uh, He is best known for having hosted Hee Haw. Come on, you guys know Hee Haw, right? Hee Haw, uh, the national, is is, is Hee Haw still on the air? I don't think so. Anyway, he hosted Hee Haw. It was like a country variety show. You know, they did different skits and stuff like that. And uh, he was the host of that from 1969. To 1997. Damn. Cool people, you know who I'm talking about. For you youngsters, look him up. And homeboy, remember that gangsta, Whitey Bulger? Didn't we talk about this already? How someone killed him in prison? Yeah, he's dead. Anyway, what else, you guys? I think that's all that I have for the news. Now, trust me, guys, I already know a whole bunch of stuff is going on in the news. Trust me. I know we have uh, the Mueller investigation. I understand all that. But, you know, hell, I can't get to everything. I'm rusty. Hey, how's that, right? (laughs) If you guys want to call in, go ahead and give me a call. Number to call in is 347-996-5369. Press 1 on your keypad if you want to talk to me, and I am live on YouTube as well. So what else? What else is going on, you guys? What else? What else? Yeah, so that's about it, you guys, for the news. I, like I said, there's already tons of things going on, but anyway, let's get to the topic. Why don't we talk about the elections that happened? That was a total big deal, right? So why don't we talk about it? Now, were the Democrats a poor loser? 
That's what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But it seemed like, I don't know. It seems like a lot of the most popular Democrats, some of them were shocked that they lost. Right? Okay, let's take case in point. Andrew, what's his name? Andrew Gillum? Uh, he's a black politician. Uh, he was the mayor of Tallahassee, Florida from 2014 to 2000, oh, wow, to 2018. Uh, he's 39 years old, and, you know, he was running for governor of Florida. He was even endorsed by Bernie Sanders, y'all. But guess what? He lost. He gave a concession speech, retracted the con- uh, concession speech, and the votes were all recounted, and oh boy lost again. It's like, damn, you know. So he just went ahead and conceded, like, okay, I lost, whatever. And the recent past, he has been investigated by the FBI. It's like, what? You know, and things like, um, I believe he had gotten tickets to a play that he shouldn't have accepted. You know what I mean? Little things like that, you know. So I don't know. But it looks like that kind of stuff was overlooked. Um, Or no, or maybe it wasn't overlooked. Maybe the voters were like, hmm, investigated, you know, being investigated by the FBI. Maybe I kind of don't want to vote. Say, oh, well, maybe Florida doesn't want a black governor. I I don't know. It could be a number of things. But, I mean, come on. You know, I think he was considered like the champion. You know what I mean? And, you know, so for a lot of people that was a letdown. Another letdown was Stacey Abrams. Y'all know her. Stacey Abrams in Georgia, 44-year-old black woman who was a former member of the Georgia House of Representatives. Uh, Representatives. Uh, she was endorsed, of course, by tons of people, right? Hey, True Hunt, what's up? What's up? Yeah, he was endorsed, but what? Oh, but then we started seeing him with Michael Bloomberg and Debbie Wasserman. Oh, okay. But yeah, but um, Stacy, Stacy was endorsed by everybody and their mama, right? Including Oprah Winfrey. Oh, can you imagine being endorsed Sanders, Oprah Winfrey? Everybody's talking about you. You're the freaking talk of the town, and you lose. How the hell are you going to lose like that, though? It's like, wow. But guess what, though? She's not walking away quietly, okay? She said she lost because she said democracy failed in Georgia. I'm like, dang, girl, isn't that kind of like a broad thing to say? She's like, democracy failed. It's like, okay. And after she said that, that's when some people in entertainment had said they were boycotting the state of Georgia. You know, like, pull your money out of Georgia. Then Stacy was like, well, I don't know about doing all that. Because, you know, she kind of retracted a little bit because I don't think she wanted to be responsible for the economy failing in Georgia. You understand what I'm saying? Tourists not coming to Georgia. So she kind of was like, well, let's not boycott the state of Georgia, okay? I guess she didn't want to go too far. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe she's supporting a lawsuit against the state of Georgia, though, uh, involving voting irregularities and all of that stuff. 
if I were her, I don't know if I'd be telling all my business like that. I mean, if I plan any kind of lawsuits or anything like that, I don't know if I would want to make that public. You understand what I mean? That's like I live in California, and I'm like, guess what? I'm suing the state of California. It's like, eh, why don't I get my ducks in a row first before I make an announcement like that? You understand what I'm saying? It's like, eh, you don't want to put the state of Georgia on notice so they can prep, you know, and come after you. I don't know. That's just me, okay? But uh, in her case, too, I honestly think she was shocked she lost. Hell, if Oprah had endorsed me, Bernie Sanders, and she said um, a lot of religious leaders endorsed her, civil rights leaders, I mean, like I said, everybody in their mama endorsed her, and she still lost. It's like, damn. So I think that probably did catch her for a loop, you know, or maybe she, like she feels she lost because, hey, you know, something didn't go right in the election. So I don't know. We shall see. And, oh, now let's turn to Texas, where we have everybody's favorite. He's definitely not my favorite. He irritates the hell out of me. Robert O'Rourke, who calls himself Beto. Yes. I was like, what? Anyway, yeah, he calls himself Beto. Hey, what's up, John Hill? He calls himself that. First of all, um, you know, he's from Texas and everything like that, and he goes, Oh, yeah, that's been my nickname for years. You know what I mean. So instead of going by Robert O'Rourke, a nice little Irish name, he's like, call me Beto. It's like, oh, God, so annoying, right? That's really going to get him some votes. Well, guess what? How the hell did he lose to Ted Cruz? (laughs) When I said he lost to Ted Cruz, I'm talking about, didn't he lose by over 200,000 votes? Damn, how do you lose to Ted Cruz, especially right now? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, Trump talked about this man like a dog, right? You would think, you know, Ted Cruz, his constituents would be like, yeah, I don't know if I want to vote for Ted. Let me try something new. Evidently not. It's like, damn, Ted Cruz's fan base must still be intact. It's like, wow. But guess what's interesting about O'Rourke? Obama didn't endorse him. Now, he did endorse other candidates. For some reason, uh, he did not endorse O'Rourke. I wonder why. What's up, Nick Ray? Yes, Nick Ray, it is long time no see. Yeah, I was telling the people um, earlier, I'm I'm okay. You know, the only reason why um, I hadn't done a show in, like, over a month is that um, I've just been busy. You know, just, like, personal stuff. You know, I bought a new car. I'm doing notary stuff. So, you know, just stuff like that. But, you know, I've been living my best life, okay? <laughs> but, no, I'm fine and everything like that. And, like, I had, um, hopefully I won't, you know, have this long stretch of time without contacting you guys. So, yep, 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 yep. So, anyway, yeah. So, Obama didn't even endorse this guy, you know? But O'Rourke is trying to act like he don't care. Mm, Please, you know? And now the Democratic Party, some of them think O'Rourke is a new face and they're thinking about a presidential run. You really think this guy is going to win against Trump? Oh, God. See, oh, my God, I wish, 
I wish the Democratic Party would have hired me as a strategist or something. Damn, I mean, come on. As of right now, they still don't have any competition to go against Trump. I mean, can you all think of somebody? I swear to God, I can't. I can't think of anybody right now. Hell, if you got somebody, let me know. Hell, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> Area code 347-996-5369. Damn, this is crazy. I don't know if the Democrats are waiting for Trump to be impeached or what, but like I keep saying, next year, don't the debate start and all that kind of stuff? I mean, come on. 2020 is right around the corner. 2020. Anyway, enough of that. So, yeah, so those three people, they were pretty popular during the election time, right? You know, the guy, the black guy in Florida, the black woman in Georgia, and good old Beto (laughs) O'Rourke in Texas, and all three of them lost. Damn. That's in, uh, is that an indication of anything, you think? I don't know. It's like, uh-uh. True Hunt says uh, O'Rourke is too weak. Too weak. They need. They want somebody with some bass in his voice. <laughs> yeah, O'Rourke. Nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. Nah, he's not the one. Yeah. Oh, why don't we talk about the border, you guys? You know, we got to talk about that. Do you guys care about what's going on about the border? You know, people coming, trying to come over here illegally from Honduras. Do you guys care? Well, I do. (laughs) And that is because I live in Southern California. Guess what, you guys? One of my coworkers, uh, she went to see a relative in Tijuana, Mexico. Guess what, you guys? She was on her way to come back home. And I heard on the news they had shut down the border. So I sent her a text message, you know, because I knew she was in Mexico. I'm like, are you okay? I heard they shut down the border. And she goes, yeah, I'm okay. I'm leaving now. Uh Uh-oh, no sound? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Nick Ray said there is no sound. Can you hear me now, Nick? Uh-oh, wait. Sorry, you guys. Hold on. It looks like uh, my Google Hangout is not working. Is it working now, Nick? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I think it's I think it's on now. Uh, let me see. Let's see. Oh, okay, he can hear me now. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. Google Hangout messed up a little bit. Anyway, what I was saying is one of my coworkers uh, went to Mexico to visit a relative, and uh, the border was shut down uh, for a little bit. Uh, and uh, so she had to go, I guess, to another part of the border or something like that. Anyway, to make a long story short, it took her eight hours. Can you imagine sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic for eight freaking hours? And I told her, didn't your foot get tired? It's like, stop, go, stop, go for eight hours? Damn, that is something else. And the reason because of the eight-hour slowdown was because of the um, illegal aliens uh, from Honduras. 
they had rushed uh, the border, and, you know, there was a little bit of chaos there at the border and stuff like that. So that was a holdup for her. So, um, yeah, that is something. So, um, so what do you guys think, you guys? You know, they try to bum rush the border, and they got tear gas. Uh, Mexico has no idea uh, what to do with them. And Trump is like, and coming over here. <laughs> and they're trying to say they're trying to seek asylum. But asylum from what? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, because there's no war going on in Honduras, right? No bombs are being dropped in Honduras. Uh, there's no widespread famine that I know of in Honduras. So what are you seeking asylum Okay. Now I do know the crime rate is extremely high in Honduras, but at the same time, it's also high on the south side of Chicago. Hey, I mean, I hate to sound like a bitch, but we do got some homeless war veterans that need to be taken care of first. You understand me? Sorry. If we're going to be, you know, helping people and giving money away, where's my reparations? I'm sorry. You know, either give me reparations, help the homeless people, something. Okay, but I'm sorry, you guys. I feel, oh, God, I hate to I hate to sound like a Trump supporter at a rally, but I feel, you know, hey, America first. I'm sorry, you know. My Af- African ancestors worked hard uh, in this country uh, for free, okay? My African ancestors worked this land for free. Okay, and their descendants were promised 40 acres of land and a mule, and we never got it, and we never got reparations. So I'm sorry, you know, uh, you know, I know I'm not saying um, you can't be sympathetic. You can be sympathetic to whoever you want to be, but when it comes to the immigration issue, yeah, I have real strong feelings about the immigration issue. And I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but I notice when it comes to um, different illegal aliens and things like that, doesn't it seem like they always seem to land in poor black neighborhoods? Have you noticed that? I've noticed that. Have you noticed they never, um, hey, unknown caller, I'll get to you in a second. Have you noticed uh, when it comes to undocumented workers and stuff like that? Have you noticed they're never settled in upper-middle-class neighborhoods? It's like they always end up in poor black neighborhoods, and then that creates a lot of chaos and a lot of animosity because then the black neighbors kind of become the minority, right? And the newly arrived become the majority, and sometimes they think, well, we're just going to run this neighborhood now, and black people are like, no, I don't think so. So, yeah, it creates, it can create a lot of chaos. I mean, maybe in your neighborhood it doesn't, you know, but I notice when it comes to situations like this, people feeling sorry for them. Funny how they don't want them in upper middle class neighborhoods. I mean, come on, do you think uh, the ones here trying to seek asylum, do you think if they come over here that they're going to settle in Beverly Hills? Of course not. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't care how liberal someone is. You know damn well they don't want uneducated people in their neighborhood, period, okay? 
I mean, they'll send a tweet. Oh, my prayers are with the people of Honduras or El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico, wherever, you know. But do they want them in their neighborhood? Of course not. They'll send that little tweet, little post on Facebook, but they're like, shit, y'all mother efforts better not come to my neighborhood. <laughs> you know that's what they're saying, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. Unknown caller, I'm going to go ahead and open up your line just to see if you want to chime in on any of the stuff I've been talking about. What's up, unknown caller? Hi. I happen to agree with just about everything you say. Um when illegals come over here, or even I'm even more radical than you are. I don't want any any um, immigrants over here, legal or illegal. We don't have enough. Now, Joe. Now yes, tell me Lisa. something. Now why? <laughs> now why do you not want any immigrants in this country, legal immigrants? Legal or illegal, and the reason why? Why is that? Is because in the law of physics, you know, when we uh, when you went to college or high school, if you didn't go to college. Yeah. That in the law of physics, two play, two bodies cannot occupy the same space at the same time. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes with economics. Two people cannot have the same job at the same time. One person has to get mm-hmm. that particular job. Okay, so what about all of us that are here now? They should have it, uh, the first bite of the apple. People who are lucky enough... And if people want to say, well, you, you come from immigrants. Well, yeah, we were lucky enough to have come from immigrants at a time when immigrants were vetted, when they um, were needed, and when they made the cut, when they came through Ellis Island, and they're here. And we, as their descendants, just like you were saying, we need the jobs. We need everything that America has to offer first, just like Mm -hmm. France the French citizens need everything that France has to offer first. I don't think I or you or anybody else can say, you know what, we're Americans. I think that we should get about 10,000 of us together and just go on over to France. Let's just go on over to Canada, settle in, and just make sure that the governments uh, take, uh, that these particular governments take care of us. I don't think that's going to happen. So no, why? It's not, no, France. France doesn't do that, but um, I don't have a problem with legal immigrants coming into this country. That I uh, don't have a problem with. (laughs) Oh, well, see, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a problem, you know, with it, but I do have a problem with illegal immigrants coming into this country because I do feel you need to be vetted, you you know, and all of that because it creates chaos when you don't. And even if you have the legal immigrants, we've had 40 million legal immigrants coming into the country since 1970. 40 million means they have kids. Those kids have kids. They bring over their mm-hmm. own um, families from Honduras, Guatemala, etc. I don't care if it's from France or Germany. You can't have people who are coming over here who do not give a rat's ass about the culture who don't care about the values, and then they want to use um, uh, loopholes in order to get our money, taxpayer money, to pay for their sustenance and their maintenance. No. Well, Joe, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that as far as legal immigrants, because I do know legal immigrants that are 
that didn't just come here for a free ride because they had to fill out paperwork. Uh, they're engineers, I mean, and they invested a lot in this country. Lisa, who cares? They're still foreigners. What about you're a my foreigner, mother? Joe. <laughs> So no, you can't turn around and say neither, neither you're not a foreigner parents. and someone I'm, else is. I'm not a foreigner. Uh, were you born here? Well, okay. well, let's put it this way, Joe. On that one, we'll just have to agree to disagree. Well, uh, were you born no here? Because there's no way now. Please, yes, were you I was born, born here? here. Okay, so yeah. are you a foreigner? No. All right. So I'm not a foreigner. I was born but here. But in this no, I know what you're saying, but in this country, mm-hmm. you can come over here if you fill out the paperwork and do what you're supposed to do, it period. Is, that is an irrelevant argument. Just because they can't. I'm, I'm not arguing mm-hmm. uh, based on legal immigrants. I'm talking about illegal well, either immigrants. One. So we me and 90... you just have a disagreement on that. Oh, yeah, but we have 95 million people out of work. Why do we need more people to compete for jobs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but tell me this. Yeah. Then how come they keep saying if all the illegals left, our economy would fall? Because I it's totally a damn lie. I totally disagree why. with that. It's a lie. Well, I totally, I totally disagree with that. Yeah. The only reason why I disagree with that is because a lot of them need subsidies, like Section 8 and mm. things like that, to make ends meet. So to me... Whatever money they're putting into the economy, it kind of just balances itself out. It doesn't balance itself out. It's destroying the economy because um, the more money that no, what I'm up, saying it balances yeah. itself out is How? if they're if they're yeah. collecting a paycheck, but yeah. then at the same time our tax money is going to pay Section Eight. We're just breaking even. No, we're not. We have a deficit as a result of government spending on programs such as immigration and so other programs. So if it's such a high so yeah. since it's such a high deficit, why does the average person not care? Well, because the average person's a dope. We've been trained to be stupid. We have but been even if we're trained, yeah. no, but there are certain issues mm-hmm. that, there are certain issues that get people fired up. So for some reason, why do you think this particular issue really doesn't get people fired up as much? Well, as you were saying, you can have a, you can have people who want to look so cool in front of their friends or in front of the world by sending out a nice little tweet. My heart goes out for yada yeah, yada. Yeah. You know, but do they want any of those immigrants in their neighborhood? No. No, of course not. Right. Why? Yeah, and that's and that's my point as far as the legal immigrants. They don't want them in their neighborhood. Why and like would I? I said, they yeah. usually, you'll have to yeah. ask them, why do you think? And I think because they don't want a lot of uneducated people in their neighborhood. Well, who does? Why would people who have worked to become educated, gone through college, or even if they haven't gone through college, started businesses in order to improve their lifestyle, have their lifestyle, their real estate values, their neighbors, um, um, the property around them become devalued by people who don't care about the value of the property, who don't care about the kind of values that America offers. They just want to do what they want to do, and they ruin the neighborhood values, not by just walking in, but they don't know how to keep garbage can lids on garbage cans. They don't know how to put garbage in garbage cans. They don't know how to uh, uh, keep garbage.
garbage inside the house in order to put them in garbage cans. A lot of times, I'll just put them right outside the apartment and wait eh, 15, 20 minutes later, half an hour later, to take the stuff out. That's not what civilized people do. And when you yeah, but a- and, yeah, but we got people that are citizens that are nasty, you know, and, with trash exactly. and stuff like that. The uneducated, so, I mean, the poor, right? You know. So do we need my more point, of that? No, but no. my point is, as far as that, it seems like they always dump them into a poor black community, or, and yeah. then once they're dumped there, mm-hmm. uh, no one cares. Well, except they're using them to destroy. Look, they are invaders. To be an invader, you don't have to have a bayonet. You don't have to have a mm-hmm. World War II helmet on. You don't have to be a soldier. All you have to do is ruin the, ruin the country. When you have mm-hmm. millions of people, and there will be even millions more coming, unless Trump stops them, coming mm-hmm. in here who don't care. Now, don't forget, people like the Syrians, the Iraqis, the Afghans, and the rest of the Middle East, uh, or even North African um, refugees, they are the ones who have suffered at the hands of Americans, at the American mm-hmm. government anyway. So do you honestly think that these people are going to be grateful when their families have been killed by bombs, by um, eight, by um, um, automatic weapons, by the Army, by the Navy, and they're transferred without a choice but because of a U.N. mandate, they have to go from whatever country they came from to go to the, either the United States or France or Germany or England. Do you think these people are going to be grateful? They're going to say, well, thank God I'm now in England or the United States, even though they're the people who killed my family. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to think of okay, ways. Okay, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're no, going to no, think of, I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, they're, they're going to think of ways to get back at the people who killed them, killed their families. You would and I would. If, for example, um, let's say a Martian came down here and occupied half the world, right? Half the world. Mm-hmm. Now, they've taken over, they've destroyed a lot of the United States, and they've mm-hmm. taken the people of the United States, and they've taken us and put us into the other half of the world, which they occupy, which has brought their culture, they brought their alien infrastructure and everything. Do you think that we, the ones who were conquered by aliens, do you think we're going to say, well, thank God, at least I don't have to suffer over there on the Earth side. I have uh, a new place of business, a new residence over Mm -hmm. here on the alien side. Or do you think that maybe there'll be a bunch of Earthlings trying to get together? To kill the aliens who took away um, their um, their families and their neighborhoods. Okay, now tell me this, Joe. Mm-hmm. Here, hold on one second. I just lost um, on YouTube. Wait one second. Well, you remembered me too, huh? It's been about what? Yeah, how four or five. Your months? voice, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> how can I not know you? <laughs> um. No, okay, now tell me this, because someone brought up this argument to me, Uh which is true. Um, You're talking about in Syria, you know, we bombed their country, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Well, we've also done quite a lot of damage in Latin America, which is why some of these problems are happening. So don't you also think it's only fitting that, hey, what comes around goes around? 
Algorithm may be fitting in terms of karma, but I didn't do it, so why should I have to suffer by having aliens? But see, and that's and that's the argument. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it in Syria either. Right. But they're but they're seeking asylum here. So what? I can empathize with them, but they are not conforming and assimilating to the values. Now they don't have to dismantle their culture, just like anybody who comes from any country. They don't have to, to say, well, I'm not from Nigeria, I'm not from Italy. You can do all that, and you can retain your culture. But when you go to another country, you have to at least assimilate their values. And our values... So is your, mm-hmm. so is your point, you just want them to, you don't think they're going to assimilate? Is that what you're saying? Even if they do, we don't have enough people. We don't have enough jobs for the Americans who are already here suffering. We have homeless people, like you were talking about. We yeah, have veterans. Yeah. So you know, at what I, point yeah. then? Yeah, and that's the thing too, because a lot of people are saying Trump. Oh, he's being so unsympathetic, and they have tear gas thrown on them. You know, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's one of these situations when, when you're coming over here trying to bum rush a border, what do you think is going to happen to you? Well, they're lucky that they only got tear gas. Yeah, I mean, in some other countries, it, they may oh, not have please. been so lucky. In North Korea, the, you know oh, nobody. Oh, they would have been over. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, it would have been over. You know, you right know. off the bat, it would have been over. So in yeah. my opinion, I think we have been more than fair. Well, and another thing, too, this issue, uh, people don't seem to realize it because, you know, you have to do your research and actually come across this information almost by accident, is that Mm -hmm. the purview, the jurisdiction of immigration does not lie with the courts. I don't know if, from what I've read, the courts have no jurisdiction over this whatsoever. It's the Mm -hmm. um, the President of the United States. Because Mm -hmm. when when the courts did uh, chime in years and years and years ago, they said that, Deportation is not a punishment. When you come over mm-hmm. to our country, and if the president, who has the sole discretion of what to do with any and all immigrants, he doesn't need permission from the cabinet, the Congress, or the judiciary to do what he wants in terms of deportation. Because mm-hmm. the immigrants do not have due process rights. They are not Americans. They, they can be treated humanely, but they don't, they can't, well, Congress has enacted laws which probably are unconstitutional, saying that all you've got to say is, uh, mm-hmm. I seek asylum, you put one foot on American soil, and bang, you're a refugee. Mm-hmm. That, is a, that is a way of ensuring that we get the soft core invasion. We are not being visited by people who are, you know, people with an education, people with a mindset of, I love America. No, they're here mm-hmm. in order to escape their country and to do what they can to survive in our country. But if you can't speak mm-hmm. our language, where are you going to go? How far up the economic ladder are you going to go? Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's the problem I have because as far as I'm concerned, there's no excuse because uh, libraries are free and open to the public. Yeah, I know people who are here legally who are immigrants, and they, <laughs> if they know more than 100 words of English after having been here for at least a dozen years, yeah, it's lucky, you know. And I say, yeah, 
you know, you've got to learn English. If I went over to any country, I would be fluent in that language in two years. Yeah. Because if I'm not. not mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Joe. No, no but yeah, because the thing is with the United States, the United States can be a tough place to live if you don't know how to maneuver yourself around. Well, uh, yeah, but it's probably a lot easier than other countries because of all the kind of social services that we automatically give immigrants. Well, what I'm saying is uh, sometimes in this country, sometimes it's either sink or swim, especially like, say, for instance, if we have an emergency or disaster, we Mm -hmm. don't have time to repeat things over and over. You understand what I mean? It's like, let's go, let's go. It's not like, wait, can you say that? Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you're talking about communication, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know I don't have patience with, uh, with people who can't speak English well. Yeah, no, it's not patience. I'm talking about, like, say, if another 9-11 happens. Right. I mean, there isn't time to try to translate and retranslate things. People are yelling, screaming, running. Right. Go here, go there. And there's not going to be a time for people to slow down and try to figure out, you know, to translate so you can go here and there. You know, I'm talking about, you know what I mean, things Oh, I like think that. I know what you mean, yeah. You mean in case there is yeah. some sort of national disaster, what about the people who don't speak English? How are we going to let them know what to do? Because yeah. even, I remember years ago, gosh, mm-hmm. when, how old was I? Uh, 18 or 19 years old, I remember I was on the bus. The bus broke down. We all had uh-huh. to get off the bus. This was before cell phones. Mm-hmm. So one uh, so one young guy, he was like, oh, well, I can let you guys use my telephone so you guys can call a relative or something, you know, right. to pick you guys up if you don't want to wait on the next bus. So, you know, he had his little rotary phone. You know, he put it on his porch. And uh-huh. we all took turns calling. So I called my sister, hey, the bus broke down, pick me up. Right. One particular lady, she didn't know English at all. But uh-huh. She was looking lost. I happen to know some Spanish, right? and so I was asking her in Spanish, uh, what is your phone number? So she gave me her phone number in Spanish, and I was dialing it in the phone. Right. And I gave her the phone so she could talk to her relative, but they couldn't pick her up. So me and my sister offered to take her home. So we had oh. to ask her in Spanish, where mm. do you live? Right. She told us what city she lived in. And we asked her what street, but this was before GPS, so we yeah. just went to her city, and she was just looking for familiar places, right. you know, because we were like, is it here? She's like, no, we're like, I key, I key, you know, <laughs> yeah. then finally, you know what I mean? And then that's what I'm talking about in situations like that. It can be very scary for a person, and to me, that's why it's very important to kind of have a handle on you know whatever language, whatever country. Well, even at. absolutely, and even you know, even if you want to not include the natural disasters, what about just navigating around the country that you are now in? How do you communicate with somebody fluently? Get what you want to get done now, if you're ha- if you don't know that particular language well enough to communicate what you want to yeah. do. Because I have no and, patience yeah. with people. Mm-hmm. No, I understand what you're saying. You know, and my particular philosophy is I worked to get to where I am by either going Mm -hmm. to school, college, 
partially and as an under as a grad student. Uh, you know, you have to sacrifice when you go to school because that's true. You can't spend time doing what you want to do. You've got to study. You've got to do term papers. You have to go to the library, and now you can be on mm-hmm. the internet. But you still have to sacrifice. So if I can do it, and I had to sacrifice, and I and I was inspired by my aunt. She went mm-hmm. to school at the age of 54. She was doing 40 hours of work during the week, mm-hmm. plus going to school at night. Wow, that's so a I lot said, of work. So I said, if my aunt can do it, I can do it. I went to school uh, late. I didn't go to school right after high school. I went into yeah, the service. Yeah. yeah. So I said, oh, if my aunt can do it, you know, and I've got the GI Bill, let me do it. And I sacrificed. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, if you can do it, other people can do it. Because like I always say, hey, if my African ancestors who were slaves mm-hmm. learned the language while they mm-hmm. were slaves, anybody should be able to be fluent in English. Yeah, and and I, I tell you, I have, well, I have very little, I, I cannot be in a conversation with somebody for longer than a few minutes if I always have to go, huh? Sorry? Mm-hmm. I work, you can work. If you're mm-hmm. here for two years and all you know is, is 50 words of English, shame on you. You've got to work. Yeah, so You've it's like, yeah. yeah, so I don't know the solution to this one. I really don't know. Well, the solution but I is, will well, say, uh-huh. Well, what I am, what I was about to offer isn't really a solution; it's an objective. Mm-hmm. The solution, you know, everybody has solutions. Like, well, if we all came together, or if we all did this, well, people are not going to come together. People yeah. are brainwashed. The nice objective would be if we had schools that would just teach reading, writing, and arithmetic, and leave all the propaganda mm-hmm. crap out. And if they taught logic, do you know, uh, I bet you can't name a high school in the country that teaches logic as a formal course. <laughs> Can you? Yeah. There is none. That's no. None that I know of. You get a smattering yeah. of it when you're taking English. You get it as an elective in college. But in high school, when the brains are being formed, when we're being molded, that's the time when we should be learning logic and critical thinking. That when we graduate, we don't get influenced mm. by the bullshit of the um, of the politicians. And you know what? And I think um, the thing is too, depending on where you live at, you mm-hmm. look at this topic either emotionally or rationally. Yeah, well, you most know people, what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, most people have the confirmation what? bias pre- predicated upon emotion, and. That's not, you know, that's not the way to to forge your way through life. People have to use, yeah. you know, they have, and, they have and to. I, mm. Yeah, and the thing is, because I think for some people it's easy to feel sympathetic mm-hmm. when you don't live in Southern California. You know what I mean? Oh, When yeah. it doesn't affect you personally or you live you know, in Beverly Hills or something like that where it doesn't affect you at all, I think you have the sympathy. But if you're just an average working-class person that um, has to deal with this, then you feel a little bit differently. 
you know, yeah. about the situation. So, and even yeah. if you're not, Lisa, what about these people that you are in favor of, the Indians, for example, who come over here and they get engineering degrees, and some of them stay, some of them go back. But they're still taking up jobs that American engineers, American architects, American doctors, American dentists can do. I am not for letting people come over here simply because they can in order to help them out. I'm for America first. Yeah, now you're a little harsher than me. I will say oh, yeah. That. You, <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you're a little harsher than me. <laughs> well, see, well, where do we stop, Lisa? I mean, you, you want the legal. Suppose we up the ante and we said, you know what? We'll vet you faster. We'll, we'll vet you in half an hour instead of uh, six years. And mm-hmm. that would let in about maybe a million a year. In 10 years, that's 10 mm-hmm. million more legals who then bring over. The, don't forget, part of the issue with DACA is that of chain migration. Once you're over here, you can bring over your family. So, oh, yeah, because I know someone who came to this country through that process. Uh-huh. However, with them... It had to have been just from the country he's from. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to invest property in America. Oh, yeah? They had to buy something here, which I find very weird. Yeah, I didn't So they just that. couldn't come over here without any money. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it seems like sometimes the rules and regulations, mm-hmm. I don't know, it seems like depending on the country, some are a little more lax than others. I don't... You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, some people from some countries, they already come here set and ready to go. But still, I don't care if they're billionaires or millionaires. Mm-hmm. There are people who are born here. Why bother being born in America or any other country if you know the stepchild is going to get all the uh, food at the table? If but I'm, see, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is... Like they say, the only ones that are original here are the Native Americans. But so what? That's still an irrelevant argument. We want to talk about people and land being taken away from them. I mean, don't you think they're the ones that have the biggest argument? Well, yeah. And if they wanted to and try to get back uh, their land, you can't really blame them. But but if you take a look at the history of all countries, all countries were born in blood. No country has their original natives anymore. Yeah, but yeah, but with the Native Americans, their story is a little different, though. But still, it's irrelevant. You know why? Because no, it's not a. I can't. I can't. No, I can't say that's irrelevant. Well, the fact because that they're, they're living here, on crappy reservations right now. So well, I'm not saying that their lifestyle, that their history, that their existence is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the argument of saying. That because people were here before you, or you came from um, your no, ancestors. No, it's not that who came mm-hmm. first or whatever. It's just how they were, how they, oh, they were, were being taken advantage of. It wasn't oh, yeah. like, you know, these treaties were legitimate and everything was okay. All of the treaties were broken. You know what I mean? Yeah, all of the treaties yeah, were broken. So. Indians have the worst life. They're on reservations. They have the highest suicide rate and rate and highest rate of alcoholism. They're the ones who are cruel. Yeah. You know, they're the ones who are mistreated by the government more than anybody else. Yeah. So in that part, you know, a lot of people would be considered immigrants. Right. And if the Cherokee or the uh, Navajos, if they said, you know what, this particular land, 
was granted to us by the treaties, but now it's called Burbank. I want my land back. I couldn't blame them. Mm-hmm. But at the same mm-hmm. time, if they don't have the power to bring it back, now let's say they, they, had, they said, okay, everybody got a Burbank, and now they're going to bring Burbank uh, back to the way it was or the way that land was back in the 1600s, that's not progress either. No, but what my my thing is, how can someone say someone who comes into this country legally mm-hmm. is different than someone that came into this country legally 50 years ago? Because of the state of economic conditions today. But in any country, the economics is going to go up and down automatically anyway. That may be true, but when we have we only have 305 million people in this country. 95 million American, um, able-bodied Americans are out of work. Of the 305 million Americans, I would think maybe a third or maybe 25% are able-bodied. So 25% of 300 um, is like 70, 70 million. We have 95 mm-hmm. uh, million uh, able-bodied people out of work. We're in a, you know, we're in an economic disaster. Just because, you know, the unemployment rate has gone down doesn't mean that the middle class has been revived. Mm-hmm. Most people do so, not, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, well, so so what mm-hmm. I'm saying is if things are so bad, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Why are so many people uh, protesting against the, protesting for the Me Too movement and not for what you're talking about? The Me Too movement? Oh, that's another topic that pisses me off. No, but what I'm saying is it seems like more people were concerned about that than what you're talking about, but what you're talking about affects them really hard. Well, people are brainwashed, Lisa. What People get their news from the media. People believe the Washington But it's not Post. about news, because if it's an economy thing, then they would see it reflected in their paycheck. Well, some people, oh, thousands of people do see it in their paycheck. And mm-hmm. thousands of other people don't. Now, there were people who received the tax cuts, and it was given to them when the corporations got lower tax cuts, and they reflected that by giving their workers bonuses. So thousands, tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousand, well, let's, let's just say tens of thousands did receive the tax cut. But there were people mm-hmm. who didn't get the tax cut. But the unemployment mm-hmm. rate, theoretically, is down for blacks, Hispanics, and women. That hasn't happened in a long time. That's true. And there are a lot of people who were off welfare, which during the Obama uh, era, I think he put 8 million people on welfare and he, in a, during his eight years of administration. Something mm-hmm. like million over a million manufacturing jobs got mm-hmm. uh, either tossed overseas or were just eliminated altogether. Plus, he said, mm-hmm. those jobs aren't coming back. But... Yeah. Those jobs have come back. Yeah, I think, I think to be honest, when it comes to the United States, Mm -hmm. uh, we should learn by now, once we start, I hate to say it, but once we start helping people and stuff like that, we still get criticized about not going the extra mile. I mean, other countries are sitting back watching this happen. They could help if they wanted to. But they choose not to. Well, that's one of Trump's uh, 
arguments and beef himself. He's saying, we're helping protect the world, but NATO, the, the other countries within NATO, mm-hmm. they're not paying their fair share of the of the defense dues. And, and uh, that's true. Yeah, it is We true, do help a lot of countries. We help them, but we also in, interfere with them, too. I mean, the government is... Oh, yeah, we do interfere, too, without Ooh. a doubt. Without you know, a mean, doubt, because if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do my research on Honduras, because if I'm not mistaken, I do think we did interfere with Honduras. So We did. You yeah, know, but right. like I said, I have to do my research on that. Well, we interfered, so, yeah. well, not we, let's say the government did, because I'm not part of mm-hmm. that uh, that cabal cause, the Democrats and the Republicans, because they're not here to help America either. And they interfered with the, with Iran. Why do you think Iran is against the United States? Because uh, we, uh, we again, the military and the government, they took the Shah of Iran, they imposed him as the leader, and they took off and they took away uh, the the leader before him because the Shah of Iran was sympathetic towards the United States. And as a result, and the he defense, was. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, the and defense contractors uh, made money. You know, there's a, book, there's a good book out which is called uh, The Economic Hitman. It's written by John, I forget the guy's last name. But it talks about what the, Ameri- what the American government does. The American government goes over to other countries. They say, well, let us help you out. And the, the dictator or the leader of the country says, okay, how do we do that? They give the leader a bunch of loans, which the leader, they know that the leader can't pay back. So as a result of their country not being able to pay back the loans, the leader acquiesces and allows American contractors to go in to supposedly build up the infrastructure of the country, but in reality, the uh, contractors get rich, mm-hmm. and the people who are supposed to benefit from the new infrastructure, they don't see any of the benefits. Now, if the leader says, no, I know your game, you're not going to impose debt on me, get out, then in the book, The Economic Hitman, who you, this guy's a whistleblower, he says that the government now just sends over what what he calls the jackals, mm-hmm. in other words, assassins. If they can't get yeah. that leader via assassins, they start wars, like Libya, mm-hmm. like Chile. Not Chile, but Libya, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, so mm-hmm. what do you do in those situations where uh, sometimes we wreak havoc on countries, and now those same people want to come over here? Well, you have to say you can't come over here because I don't want to get killed because you want to seek revenge on the United States because of a government that I never put now in place. Now, how do you... Mm-hmm. Well, then, that's what they felt about the Japanese. The, Ooh, you're going to get try to get revenge on us. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Well, no, it didn't. Well, they only interned a few, a few what, a few thousand, then they let them go, then they paid them. Uh, reparations and apologized, and there were a lot of them were American, uh, Japanese Americans, who were born here, and they just rounded up everybody. But yeah, but see, that's the thing. So should we look at people like, oh, you're going to try to get revenge on us? That's oh, why you I want do. to come into this country. If you're a Syrian or an Iraq, if you come from a country where the United States government bombed and killed your families, I'm not going to look upon you as 
Hey, I'm so glad well, to see you. Wouldn't that be everybody? Wouldn't that be a lot of countries, though? Oh uh, yeah, it would. So it I would, would be look almost up. every country. <laughs> well, every country the United States government has interfered with. We've interfered. Well, we again, the United, the government has interfered with the Russian politics, mm-hmm. and then uh, they've accused Russia of interfering with our politics, which is probably mm-hmm. true. It's a game that intelligence agencies on all uh, from all countries play against each other. This is a mm-hmm. world full of conflict. Every, every and in world, that, mm-hmm. yeah, and you're right. It is a world of conflict, and in that conflict, you do have the average person that's affected by that. Absolutely, and we have so to get So if smarter. the average person wants a better life, then what do you do? The average person who is here, why should I give up my opportunity to get a better life and sacrifice it for some stranger? And their argument is, you effed up my country, and that's no fault of mine either. Well, that's right. And I didn't do it. The United States government did it. I didn't vote them in. And then they're saying, I didn't do it either. Oh, yeah. So what do we do? So now we're both looking at each other, talking about, I didn't do it. Well, I didn't either. Well, as long as you're talking to me over the phone or talking to me via um, webcam (laughs) from your country, you can talk to me all you want. But if you're over here in my country and and you're going to try to say, well, American, because they do this over in Germany. They have videos over in Germany and England. Um, They'll they'll beat up Germans or they'll beat up uh, the English simply because the Germans are English. Because the Germans and the English are part of the other cabal with the United States government who have gone over to these countries and destroyed their nations. And they they wreak revenge on these people. So if you want to talk to me about nice philosophical arguments about who belongs where, you can talk to me on your side of the fence, which means over in your country. Well, that's not going to happen. We both know that. I know. So, so, what what we is have, so what is the solution? Well, stop voting in the Democrats and the Republicans. But people are too brainwashed to know the difference. They will vote in the Democrats, um, let's say in 2016. Or, well, mm-hmm. 2016, they voted in the Republicans. The Republicans in 2016, 2018, they voted in the Republicans for the Senate, but the House, the House has the Democrats. In 2020, if these if these particular parties which they voted for don't fulfill their promises to the uh, to the voter satisfaction, they'll vote the other party in, and it goes on and mm-hmm. on like a carousel. People are stupid. Mm-hmm. Anybody who continually votes Democrat and Republican is a brainwashed person. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like it's still going to be the same thing in 2020. Well, it will be because Americans are idiots. It's, it's gonna, you know, it's to me, it's gotten even worse actually between the Democrats and the Republicans. Like I said, well, now it's more like gang warfare. Yeah, they want to get Trump out very badly. Trump's the only thing that's um, keeping America from going downhill on a fast, fast slope. Once he gets out, you can forget it. Uh, uh, yeah, so we'll I see. But I don't know about you. Do you believe in globalists? Uh, the globalists? What do you mean? International bankers, people outside of the United States who have been influencing America for years. Is it legal? 
No, hell no. It's the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. Oh, I don't get it. Oh, no. I don't get into that. No, but you should. That's, yeah, you'd that's, be surprised. That's, yeah, that debate has been going on for, God, I can't even remember. No, well, there's only... For almost there's as long only. as I've been on this earth. Well, yeah, but how corrupt do you think the American government is? Do you think that just... Moderately corrupt that they take money out of the well, table. Well, look at it this way: mm-hmm. if I felt our government was extremely, extremely corrupt, I wouldn't right. live in this country. Well, what would it take in order for you to, to feel that the um, that the Democrats and Republicans are that radical? What do you mean? Well, you said you wouldn't want to live in this country if you really thought that the the government was. You know, really radical, really against the American people. What would it take? No, what would yeah, they if, have it, to if I thought I would live in any country where I thought the government was itself is extremely corrupted. We already know there's corruption. There's corruption in every just about every country. True. But mm-hmm. what would it take for you to believe that the American government is as corrupt um, as the normal traitor? I don't know. You would have to give me an example. Well, what what would a, what would a, a bunch of politicians have to do in order for you to say, look at this, if this is what the American government is like, then... But the thing is this, mm-hmm. it's not just that. People sit back sometimes and allow things to happen. Because they can... I'll give, you, I'll give mm-hmm. you, I'll give you a perfect example, just like the people that hate Trump and say he's a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel if people really felt that, uh, the White House should be inundated with millions of emails every day to get Trump out of the White House. It doesn't take people that long to send an email. Mm-hmm. If they really felt this guy is a white supremacist that we have ruling over the United States of America. Mm-hmm. If they really felt that way. Well, do you think it would do any good if millions of emails just arrived um, inside the mailboxes at the uh, White House? I don't know because it's never happened. I don't think it'll do any good at all. I think the lobby. I'm not whether it does any good or not. What I'm saying is people have this fake anger. Right. He's a sexist. He's a racist. He's this or that. Oh, have you said anything about that to your local official? Well, no. Have you ever sent an email expressing your views to the White House? Well, no. Have you ever called into a radio station? No. Hmm. But you think he's, but you think he's going to put us in a war? You know what I mean? A war with Russia? I mean, that's right. not like whatever. You know. So as far as you know, people saying this government is corrupt, that government is corrupt. If you just well, sit people, back and allow things to happen, yeah. I don't know. There are people who believe that the government is corrupt and you can't fight City Hall. Because I've had this argument with people, too. Then there are people who believe that it's corrupt but not that corrupt. Because nobody in your own country, and that goes for any citizen of any country, they don't want to believe, unless they actually are slapped around almost physically by the government, that their particular government, which have representatives, which are supposed to be the voice of the people, are actually actively selling their country down the river mm-hmm. because that's that's emotionally um, 
that's emotionally destroying your practically your soul. That these are the people you put your heart. Let's take America. People have put their hands over their hearts ever since they're in school. They pledge allegiance to the flag, and they've heard how great America is and stuff like this. And then for them to believe that the people they've been voting for for 10, 15, 20 years don't care, not only don't care, but would sell America for only a few million dollars, they don't want to believe that because it will destroy their psyche. It's like finding out that your mother and your father are not your real mother and your father. You know, I think particularly nowadays, I think people know what's going on. I don't think people are that naive. You know, as far as, you know, oh, you know, putting their hands over their hearts to say the Pledge of Allegiance and the United mm-hmm. States is not corrupt and all of that. And I think because a lot of people, even when it comes to the voting process, some people have told me, well, I just voted for the lesser of two evils. Yeah, and I tell people, look, evil is still evil, yeah. except for one. Yeah, exactly. Except for one, uh, one particular exception, which was this particular midterm. And, as mm-hmm. we, and I told people, oh, look. If you vote in Democrat or Republican, they're both going to be the same. But I noticed one thing. I've always used this analogy. If you have Mephistopheles in the left hand and you have Satan in the right hand, whoever you vote, excuse me, whoever you vote in mm-hmm. is still the devil. But I made an exception this particular midterm because I said Satan on the right hand is twice as evil as Mephistopheles on the left hand. So I'm going to vote Republican in order to make sure Trump stays in. Because mm-hmm. the only reason why I wanted the Republicans in there was because they were supporting Trump. Not because mm-hmm. they, of themselves, were good people. Because they're just like the Democrats. It doesn't matter, Democrats, Republicans. It's like the Genovese and the Sopranos. They're both mm-hmm. corrupt. But Trump is, doing, is trying to do his best to bring America around, and the Republicans so far are with him. So I wanted to make sure that even, even these assholes, because as long as Trump has got some kind of favor with the American people, then the Republicans will go along with him. But if Trump mm-hmm. goes downhill, if his ratings go lower, then these particular Republicans will, will kick him under the bus. And you might be right, because it looks like a lot of the Republicans, when it comes to Trump, they're kind of like falling into place with him because of what you said. It looks like he still has a little, his fan base is still there. That's right. And it's pretty secure. And the smart thing that he's doing is what Democrats are not doing is, even though he's president of the United States, he still keeps giving these freaking rallies. Like, don't, yeah. I haven't forgotten about you. I'm not too busy to come to your state and do a rally. And then he'll talk about, yeah, I met with Putin, you know what I mean. And then he'll turn around, you know, and meet, you know, say, for instance, with a quote-unquote average person two or three days later, which is something the Democrats are not doing. They're not doing any speeches. They're not doing any rallies. I I think they're just waiting for Trump to get impeached. That's all I can think of because they don't have a game plan. So it looks like they're just sitting back waiting for him to implode. And if that doesn't happen, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, they they wanted to impeach him, but right now it seems like the scuttlebutt is that they they say they're putting impeachment, they're taking impeachment off the table for now. Mm-hmm. That's because yeah, yeah. His, his fan base is still very solid. But all he has to do is just falter once in a huge way. These mm-hmm. rhinos will, will, like I say, they'll 
throw them under the bus and roll over them backwards twice. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats, yeah, they, gonna, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, I, just, I don't know. You know, about what, well, let me ask you something. If Hillary was elected, do yeah. you think we'd be in, in, a, in a worse state or in a better state? You know what? That's a good question because with Hillary, to me, she's liberal, but she's not as liberal as we think she is. Mm-hmm. Just like if you look back at the Clinton administration, the Clinton administration really wasn't as liberal as it is now. So I remember when she was campaigning against Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders was promising, you know, I'm making illegal aliens legal and da da da. And he was like, Hillary Clinton, do you promise to do that too? And she didn't make that promise. So she, <laughs> at one time, she was against the borders. Her husband was definitely against the borders. Uh, yeah, and if I'm not them. mistaken, mm-hmm. wasn't Bill Clinton for the death penalty? That I don't know. I don't. I don't know that. I'll have uh, to come. I would have to research that because I don't think, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, their views would be super liberal. Well, um, no, their views. Especially are her. Yeah, especially comparing her to Bernie Sanders. Oh yeah, compared to Bernie Sanders. But both Bill Clinton yeah. and Hillary Clinton are, have liberal views now. But when Bill was oh, yeah. in office. He mm-hmm. was he was all for a border war. You he, that's on mm-hmm. YouTube. Mhm. Him and who else? Obama too. Yeah. Obama was against um, illegal aliens, and he was against having a border. Uh, he was he was for having a border rather to keep them out. But I that's guess a, people act as too. if yeah. yeah, and I guess people act as if. You know, their speeches are not being televised or recorded. <laughs> you know well, what I mean. I know what you mean, but that's because yeah. we Americans are stupid. We don't. We we know. Every two years, we keep voting back in the same people who keep disappointing us. That's how yeah. stupid we are. It's crazy. I'm it is crazy. You, I mean, Joe. it's literally insane. If we are dissatisfied yeah. with the Democrats. And we vote in the Republicans, then they disappoint us. Then we put back into office the same party, the Democrats, that disappointed us two years before. They didn't change. And it just keeps going, going, and going. So. That's all. So we yeah, have. I know. We, we are an insane, stupid people. I mean that literally. When you're that stupid that you keep doing the same thing over and over again, what did Einstein say? Yeah, so it's a it's a trip. Insanity was doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Mhm. So that's well, what we are. Well, maybe we'll be smarter, you uh, know, when we vote. You know. No, we're not smart. Uh, you uh, know, things. Come on, Joe. <laughs> I no. to be honest with you, I, I don't know because um, I don't know. I think the younger generation. How can I explain it? They're not as enamored with the Clintons the way mm-hmm. my generation was because they're mm-hmm. too young. Like, I have a daughter. Uh-huh. Uh, she, when, you know, when Bill Clinton was playing the saxophone on Arsenio Hall and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I remember that. I even, yeah, I don't even think she was even born yet. So mm-hmm. she doesn't remember all of this Bill Clinton love. You know what right. I mean? A lot of these young people, all they know is, hey, he signed that crime bill in 1994. 
mm-hmm. where $36 billion was spent to build new prisons. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're dealing more of facts as far as personality. Because, you know, Bill Clinton is not the Bill Clinton from, ni- from the 90s. Oh, no. You know what I mean? He's older yeah. now. You know, so I think a lot of these young people, they're not as, how can I explain they're it? They're not as charmed by him as... as exactly. The, yeah. You know who they you know who yeah. they like now? They like Bernie Sanders. But see, Bernie messed up. Bernie Sanders should never conceded to Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I Did think you... he had a better shot because how many times does a senior citizen right. uh, uh, get uh, attention from all of these young people, from millions of young people all around the United States? I've never seen it in my life. Well, that's because he's a socialist, and a lot of young people are believing that the government, because they say that we'll take care of you. They say, well, okay, if you're going to take care of us, take care of us. But they don't know how the services that they believe the government owes them is going to be paid for. They have they have no but, idea about what causes inflation. No I, yeah. no, I understand what you're saying, Bernie Sanders and socialism and everything like that. But I'm talking about as far as the momentum. Because he's mm-hmm. not the first one that had said this stuff. You know what I mean? It was just something about him, you know, that some people gravitated towards. And uh, to me, he blew it. Well, he was the first and mainstream And he's not going to get that chance again. Wasn't he the first mainstream socialist? I mean, if you talk about old people, Ron Paul was about the same age. And he ran... Yeah, but uh, Ron Paul... Mm-hmm. Doesn't have that little Bernie Sanders thing, you know. Some people have it and some people don't. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Ron Paul wasn't exactly exciting, but his philosophies were very good. Because mm-hmm. even the, how can I explain? Even Bernie Sanders isn't. He's what nothing you would either. Call it exciting, nah, he, I guess. He's not exciting. He has no charisma. The only thing he had was. Uh, free lunch, free tuition, free jobs. Um, he, he was practicing socialism all over the place. And mm-hmm. the, the media got behind him for for a little while and to a certain degree. But did you know mm-hmm. that um, supposedly Hillary Clinton sabotaged um, the race of uh, Bernie Sanders? Well, that's what I heard, that, you know, Hillary may have done something. You know, as far as trying to sabotage Bernie Sanders. I do think, because remember they had a meeting? Mm-hmm. You know, I do think, you know, she probably said, listen, I probably have a, a better chance against Trump than you do, so why don't you step to the side and let me handle this? Well, they, they may have had that particular meeting. I don't know if, if that affected them. If it did, then, you know, I don't, I'm not surprised because that's just politics mm-hmm. and nothing but uh, backdoor deals. But, um,. Mm-hmm. But there's a book by Donna Brazil, which talks about how the um, the oh, DNC. Oh, I have it. Oh, you have the book. I'm oh, looking okay. right at it. Are you talking about the book called Hacks? Um, yeah, I think that's the title of it. It's written by Donna Brazil. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, where she um, kind of ended her relationship with the Clintons. Yeah, she's accused Hillary of yeah. taking the money and also sabotaging uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah, I have the book. Yeah, so that's the way mm-hmm. politics is played. Yeah, it's something, I tell you. Yeah. I mean, oh, we, live, we live in a country where we think or hope that the American values are still in play, where they've never really been in play as much as people think. It's always 
scratch my back, I scratch your back. It's always follow the money. If you want to, if you really want to follow or find out what politics is all about, all you got to do is see some of these TV movies, t- uh, TV shows like um, House of Cards or Scandal or uh, Designated Survivor, all mm-hmm. about the back, um, you know, not, not just the back, the rooms. back deals and all that. Yeah, kind of the, stuff. the backstabbing mm-hmm. and all that. That that's politics. Everybody is mm-hmm. out for themselves. Yeah, it can be a politics can be a dirty business. It is a dirty business. That's why you know mm-hmm. when even if you're pure pure of heart, when you get to be a congressman, when you walk through the corridors of power, and you've tasted power, where any, everything and anything you do is yes, senator, no, yes, you're right, senator, yes, senator. You know, it's almost like being, you know, doctors are arrogant simply because the patients say thank you, doctor. How many doctors do you know? actually act like a normal human being. They act like gods because <laughs> they don't know. I mean, they know more about the body than the uh, normal patient does, and the patient goes, oh, you're going to kill me tomorrow? Thank you, doctor. And the doctor acts like a, like an asshole. These senators have the same mindset, but since they're always running for office, they can't come off as being arrogant. So they come off as, let me shake your hand. Let me kiss that little baby of yours. Well, they don't give a rat's ask about anybody except the office. Yeah, and I think for some people, not all, uh, they're getting a little tired of, you know, all these politicians. You only see them when it's time to vote. That's it. You know, right. And that's why I'm saying if you send emails and protests don't mean a thing. Because unless you can... No, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about to send emails to change anything. I'm just saying these people are saying that Trump is a threat to democracy uh-huh. and he has his button on the nuclear button. You know, and I feel if you feel that way, then shouldn't you be trying to stop it? Well, that's the way I felt when he was running for office, when he's running for the presidency. I felt that his mm-hmm. ego, I didn't want a guy whose ego was like that to have his finger on the button or carry around the football. So I didn't vote for him. But now I've seen what he what he's done, and I've done the research into Hillary's uh, political background and his. You know, he didn't have much of a political background, but what he's done and the uh, and the odds against him and the opposition against him is so amazing. You have to figure if all these people hate him, there's got to be a reason for it. And he was he was never in politics before, so it wasn't as though he broke promises to them or he um, insulted them. But they knew that he knew where the bodies were buried. They knew that if he got into office, he was going to change the status quo. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want that. So look what happened. You got the Mueller investigation. They're accusing Mm -hmm. him of Russian collusion. And there's not even one iota of evidence about that. After two years. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up about the Russia stuff. My thing is this. Don't know if it's true or not, but what I do know is Trump has a big mouth. Oh, that's true. And I feel, yeah, and I feel if something was there, wouldn't it have been found by now? That's what I say. Um, He runs his mouth a lot, and he does it recklessly. So you (laughs) would think, you know what I mean? And you would think, and then some people say, you know, well, 
for Watergate, it took some time to gather information. Well, we right. live in the age of technology. Mm-hmm. Trump is always on Twitter. He sends emails all over the place. There has mm-hmm. to be one email about Russia lying somewhere, a phone call. I mean, it shouldn't take almost two years to Absolutely. try to have this guy on Russia. But not only that, then they investigated his son-in-law. I don't right. even know what happened to that investigation because they just start investigating. Then I don't know if they stop or oh, he doesn't still report it anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, then with one of his yeah. sons, isn't he being investigated too? Yeah, Jared so Kushner like, is his son-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all these investigations are going on, and I think pretty soon the American public is going to be like, uh, "So when is the major players going to prison?" Yeah. And I think that's what people are waiting on. Well, they're waiting for an answer for sure. They either want Trump to be indicted or to end it. You know, either Mm -hmm. get him out or leave him alone. Yeah, yeah, either you have something or you don't. Right. So after two years, $34 million spent. You know, they've they've had something like 73 witnesses that they've interrogated. They have something like over a million documents which they've investigated. And like you say, in a world of technology, there's got to, there should have been an email, a video. Well, how about the Hollywood Access video? They came up with that real, real quick. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And out of all the stuff that they said about him, no other audio. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a racist, mm-hmm. but all this stuff that they're saying, okay, are you just saying it? Have you heard it? Is it audio? Is it video? I mean, but just to say that, it's like, come on now. You know, you got you to gotta give me something more to go on. Well, that's what the Washington Post and the New York Times do every day. They make claims against him. They bring in their opinions about what he's done as opposed to reporting what he's done. You know, they mm-hmm. interpret what he's done according to their agenda as opposed to just saying Trump uh, was at a rally last night and he talked about Antifa. Instead, mm-hmm. they say... Trump was at a rally filled with neo uh, neo supremacists who wanted Trump to appear. But how do you know that they were full of neo supremacists who wanted Trump to appear to be an um, you know um, a Nazi lover? They're just offering yeah, opinions. And, yeah, and uh, and not only that, all this time he spent with entertainers. He's never said anything. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. If he is in fact there saying all this stuff about him. I mean, there's entertainers in Hollywood. They've been going to his parties for years. Well, you know what? You bring up a good point because about a, about a month ago, there was a semi-scandal. There was this promise, this or this threat, depending upon how you want to look at it, about what he and the owner of the National Enquirer was going mm-hmm. to reveal. I haven't heard anything mm-hmm. about that. You would have thought yeah. with the National Enquirer, who supposedly was a friend of his, that um, he was supposed to publish some sayings and some revealing statements that Trump has supposedly said years ago. I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I just don't. Yeah, and then I think they said what his father was associated with the KKK. Well, I'm pretty sure that could be easily proven. Well, yeah, it should be. I mean, I haven't seen any proof yet. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and I think me, I'm just more so whether you like Trump or not, whether it's, I don't care if it's Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Obama, just stick with facts. I, you know, I just want the truth. I want facts, whether I like the person or not, or whether I'm going to like the answer or not. You know, but all this stuff now, Mm -hmm. I feel like the news is becoming people's opinion. Well, yeah, it is. More so than anything. It just is. like what's the, yeah, just like what's the CNN reporter that got kicked out? Acosta. Oh yeah, right. In my opinion, he likes to go after Trump. That's in my opinion. Every time he asks a question, it's like, well, here we go because mm-hmm. it's one of those questions where he already knows what the answer is. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, why don't you sit down and let someone ask a question? Yeah, it's always, I'm just going to ask a question to make Trump look bad. You know, it's like, I just want a confrontation with Trump. It's like, we already know you don't like him. Hell, probably half the people that are watching don't like him either. But just right. freaking ask your question. Just, can you just keep it? I don't know. It seems like it's just so opinionated now. I feel like well, I can be a the, journalist now. It, because yeah, I thought yeah. back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. like being a journalist, ooh, college educated, it's a tough job. But now, shit, it seems like all they do is just no. get on TV and give their opinions all night. I know. It's, 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 not, it's not so much journalism as it is political theater. Um, CNN yeah. was supposedly the, um, the network that had the reputation of delivering the news, but they're delivering their own opinions. And the same thing with the New York Times and the Washington Post. Keep your opinion mm-hmm. the op-ed page and let the rest of the news just be news. Report the facts. And uh, since you um, gradually reminded me, I wanted to tell you about where you can go for facts about how corrupt the government is. You can go to, mm-hmm. uh, I, think the, I think the name of the web, the National Security Archive. And oh, the reason, okay. The reason why that's important is because they have thousands of declassified CIA documents. So to me, those are the smoking gun documents because they talk about the uprooting of governments. They talk about how the CIA killed people. They talk about mm-hmm. it by the government in, um, in Americans' lives. And these are declassified documents. So this isn't conspiracy, you know, mm-hmm. because if a person says to you, I committed murder, I would believe him. Over, over somebody else who says, you know what, I think he committed murder. Mm-hmm. Because the person who admits it, you know, you're damaging yourself. So mm-hmm. you're, if you're going to tell something that bad about yourself, odds are that's the truth. So when yeah. you go to the National Security Archive uh, website and you've got declassified documents, this is the government who at one time tried to cover up what it was doing, but couldn't because of the, uh, the Freedom of Information Act, which took yeah. 11 years, by the way, to, to get past Congress because Congress didn't want to do the Freedom of Information Act to be yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. You can look. Yeah. I, I looked that up on Wikipedia. There's a guy, I think the senator's name was Cross. I believe that's his name. My memory is, in, is probably off. But when I looked it up on Wikipedia, um, there's a senator who fought for 11 years to get the Freedom of Information Act passed. Because I always thought 
damn, the Freedom of Information Act. Now, that's transparency. If oh, yeah, they, it is. It is. Yeah, if they comply. Mm-hmm. Now, Judicial Watch is one of the organizations that I have admiration for because they're always fighting to make sure that when they apply for information through the Freedom of Information Act, that they get it. But they have to. They always have to sue the courts. They always have to sue the government <laughs> to get the information. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to um, make an application and get the information. Mm-hmm. Simple. But they always mm-hmm. put you in a log jam. They have other reasons and loopholes for making sure you don't get the information. So that's why the Judicial Watch always has to sue to get the information they want. But I've always liked the Freedom of Information Act. I mean, wow. To to really say I'm an American citizen and I want information on this particular topic about what we did in Vietnam, what kind of uh, what did FDR have to do with the um the inciting of the Japanese to um uh, bomb Pearl Harbor? Mm-hmm. Did he know about the Japanese bombing Pearl Harbor in advance and allow them to bomb yeah, Pearl Harbor? Yeah, it's a lot. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot of information, so yeah. I hate to cut you off, Joe, but uh, I'm going to uh, bring in another caller. No, oh, you can okay. stand the line. I just wanted to see. We have a few minutes left. Oh, okay. uh, I just wanted to see if uh, this caller had something to say, if they wanted okay. to chime in. Oh, I got a lot to say. I got some problems with you people. Uh-oh, who is this? <laughs> this is Nash. How you doing? Nash, how you doing? Hey, how you I'm doing? <laughs> Seems like I heard you before, but a long time ago. Yeah, we ain't talked in a long time. time. Yeah, your name and voice is very familiar. So I thought I was the only one whose voice was very familiar. Hey. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, we ain't got long. Okay. (laughs) The first thing uh, we said are Dems poor losers. If you pick, like, races where things were, like, kind of up for grabs and somebody was complaining about something... I can understand, but to go to that race in Georgia where Kemp, who was the Secretary of State, is running for governor, the process that he oversees is a conflict of interest to begin with. And then once the process starts, we see them scrubbing people off of the voter rolls as non-registered. Then we see in the communities that are least likely to vote for him, uh, there's less voting machines. So the lines were seven hours long in some areas, and then largely populated. Yeah, I'm in it. I'm in Atlanta. I'm just give you the real. Yeah, now tell me Barnsley something. populated not. rural areas, their voting machines were so uh, so thorough as far as how many voting machines they had that some people were voting in seven to fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have that going on, yes, that has to be called out. If another country did this, we would say the UN needs to go in it. And see if this election was legitimate. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams is full within her rights to contest that election. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing about her. She's been in Georgia politics for a long time. She really loves this state. Yeah. So she backed down to a degree. And when Hollywood started talking about doing some boycotting, uh, she encouraged them to keep coming to Georgia. She just said, okay, I'm going to work on the process. We're going to make sure no Secretary of State can ever hold that chair while running for governor. We're going to make sure voting machines are applied equally or applied based on population so you don't have polling stations shut down 
and voting and lack of voting machines in a community that's least likely, least likely to vote not for not. that guy. Like that, that, that now, real quick. Yeah, now, real quick, Nas, when you said he shouldn't have ran for office in the first place? No, I'm saying he should have he should have given up that seat to run for office. If you're the Secretary of State, you oversee the uh, the election as far as for the mm-hmm. governorship. So he was sitting Secretary of State while running for governor. And then you had all these so, voting issues going on that benefited him. Okay, so him. when that occurred, before the voting process, Everybody in the state knew his position. So, did anybody try to stop him from running for office, or is this something no, after tried, the fact? No, they tried to make him resign from the chair of Secretary of State, which he refused to do. So, the ACLU, but I'm talking uh, a bunch about of different organizations tried to sue. Uh-huh. But yeah, but I'm talking yeah. about as far as the average person, because you know, there's always going to be the ACLU. You know, in all of these organizations, but I'm talking about like the average working person. Did they say like, well, wait a second, how can this guy do this? Oh yeah, people were highly upset, but the problem was, but see, there was nothing the in Georgia law or the Constitution yeah. that said that this was, you know, illegal or immoral. Or you can't do it because it just never had come up. You know, what I mean? it's one of those weird things. Oh, like, so it never another- happened. Oh, okay. So, in other words, what he did was not illegal. No, no, no. That's the thing. It wasn't illegal. It's just a thing of conflict. Of conflict of I mean, hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell me will something, too. Will you judge a beauty contest that your daughter's in? I think somebody might pull you no, off that judging. Mm-hmm. No, but what I'm saying is it seems like not just this election. Forget this election. I don't mean forget it, but you understand what I mean. It seems like when stuff like this happens, people always look at it after the fact. I mean, it seems like no one was paying attention until after she lost, and now all of a sudden there's no democracy in Georgia. No, this has been a fight for two years. They've been trying to get him to resign the seat. He refused. And there was but who's they? In Georgia. That's what I'm saying. Well, like I just told you, the ACLU, different activist groups, uh, the Democratic Party, of course, because they're on the opposite side, so of course they're going to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody That's else. That's what I'm saying, so at, yeah. Right, but at a certain point, though, so you do have to say, like, okay, like, this is not above board. Like, if we heard Venezuela did that, what would we say? Yeah, Venezuela's a, a banana mm-hmm. republic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I understand, and then, too, as far as the voting... Machines and stuff like that. I mean, are they checked in advance, or did this all of a sudden? It's time to vote. Oh my God, these machines are jacked up. Well, funny thing about that, the districts that were least likely to vote for them are the ones who had those problems. <laughs> and then they found mm-hmm. over 200 machines in a warehouse down here after the election mm-hmm. was over. Mm-hmm. After they yeah. told us there weren't enough machines, mm-hmm. uh, there were two districts yeah. that had machines delivered. Without the power cord, so they got a voting machine, mm. but it didn't have the power uh-huh. cord, and they had to wait Uh-oh. on the power cord. No, we only got ninety. I didn't mean to cut you off. We only got ninety seconds. Oh, I good. hate that you called in so late. But you're going to overtime, Lisa. Uh, unless you unless you really want to wrap up the show. No, but you know what? For some reason, I I don't do overtime anymore. She'll just cut me off because usually it'll uh. kick in for another hour. Well, yeah, and I well, don't know what happened. 
Uh, are you saying the BTR will automatically end the show when your show officially ends? You won't have an hour's worth of um, no, off I used the air to, time? but I don't know. Yeah, I used to, but I don't know if uh, they changed the rules or something happened. Well, you but want to now, try it out? Because um, other shows I've been on, they'll well, they'll, they'll go into overtime I, without any problem. I've been trying it. It's, oh, it's really? been over a year. It's been over oh, a year, it. and all the yeah. phone calls dropped. Damn. What have you been saying? Yeah, so that upsets the uh, powers that be. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. But Nas, call back here next Thursday, and we can talk some more. Because yeah, I don't. Yeah, we can yeah, do that. Yeah, because I'm not saying it's not true. Because I don't know if you heard or not. When I went to vote this time, my name wasn't on the list. Really? Wow. And the first time, and I always, you know, it's not like I haven't voted in five years. You know, I'm an active voter. But my daughter's yeah. name was on the list, and I'm like, well, how is her name on the list when we live in the same house? <laughs> right, so, right. Uh, so I can't it's, say you're well, wrong. I, I'm just, you know I'm what just I'm saying? Don't it? Well, oh, hold up. Registration hold up, is the place to go. Is the way to go. Nah, if you're going to have a up. democracy, you want everybody participating. Nah, you know what don't I'm saying? Yeah, up. yeah. We're in overtime now, Lisa. It looks like it, but yeah. it's not saying recording. It'll cut off, though, within uh, the next few minutes, though, unfortunately. Uh, uh, well, yeah, because well, usually the happens. little light will come on, and it'll oh, say okay. recording. Yeah, but we'll okay. just talk, well, you know, right. and then if, time, if it hangs up, good. yeah, if it hangs up, I didn't hang up on you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it is so all I can't good. say, yeah, so I can't say that what Stacy is saying is untrue. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I think she kind of thought she was going to win. Because I thought she was kind of going to win. I mean, Oprah endorsed her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, she kind of had the backing of everybody. You kind of need your voters to be able to vote to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, and if they back up the polling stations like the way you're saying that, this is the first time I've heard uh-huh. of the Republicans. And it doesn't surprise me, though, but it's the first time I've heard of the Republicans has something to do uh, with the voting the same way that they've been accusing the Democrats of. I haven't heard any of this on Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh or, or uh, Mark Levin. No, it's not in their interest <laughs> to talk about those That's things. right. No, not really in their interest. <laughs> But, yeah, look up uh, Brian Kemp, and you can also look up his campaign ads, which are hilarious because basically mm. you get a caricature of Trump appealing to, you know, you'll see when you read it, you'll, when you hear it. So okay. Look up Brian Kemp, look up his campaign ads. Mm. It's great. What, appealing to white go, nationalists? Then pick up and go round up some illegals. No, he said that mm. in his commercial. Oh, yeah? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Check him out. <laughs> yeah, well, politics, yeah, well, politics is wild. Um, Lisa and I were discussing about whether or not uh, well, our different viewpoints on immigration. I happen, I don't want legals or illegals, especially illegals. But I don't want even legal immigrants in here anymore. I want everybody stay on your side of the, of the border. Let the 95 million Americans who are out of work let them have the first bite of the apple, and let us take care of our own people before we start taking care of everybody else. Yeah. Well, uh, all I'll say to that is uh, the people who run corporations and do the hiring, they uh-huh. don't agree. So that won't happen. Uh, globalized markets kind of stop the idea of labor being able to move to change things. So that's an issue. But just overall, man, 
when it comes down to it, they want lower wage workers, and they're going to get lower mm-hmm. wage workers. If they mm-hmm. really wanted to stop immigration, they would. They true. don't because people make tremendous profits. That's true. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt and about it. The, the, my, problem, uh-huh. my problem with libertarians on this is most libertarians, they'll tell me that, well, we want to make sure Americans are straight. And they say, okay, well, why are we cutting the social safety net every year? And any talk about expanding it, people go into hysteria. So it's like you don't really want to take care of Americans either. Well, <laughs> so wait, I, I whoa, 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 wait a minute. Libertarians are not in power. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I mean, it's the Republicans and Democrats. The Democrats want to expand everything, but the, you know, and they think that the uh, the the uh, the deficit is nothing to just you know, it's nothing. Republicans say the deficit, 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 but then they spend as much as the Democrats. So it's both the Democrats and Republicans who are in cahoots. Everybody's a deficit hawk when they're there. Not you power. go. And then That's when they right. get in, they spend the money, and the other side says they're irresponsible. There you but go. But they're spending the money. That's so, right. I mean, that's the game. Remember, remember 2010 when we had the debt ceiling and Republicans said Obama was going to destroy the U.S. currency with his reckless spending. Now we come in, we got a tax cut, we got the tariffs, yep, spending yep, money like crazy. Right. Same people. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.